Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. To prepare for the coming Borg threat, the crew of the Enterprise take part in a mock battle to hone their skills in combat. When the Ferengi arrive, the danger becomes all too real-ish. From July 8th, 1989, it's season two, episode 21, peak performance, or war games. Good God, (laughs) y'all. I'm Cam. That's Dan. And I am endlessly, endlessly glad that we don't look like Cole Randall. (laughs) These these Zach Zachdorn guys, they're pretty. <laughs> they look they look and behave like old white guys. Yeah, I was gonna say they kind of look like. Hashtag the <laughs> What? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, it was fun. I like war games. I always forget how much I hate Zach Dorn until he shows up on screen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's a remarkable actor because I do hate him so much. He's just just a weaselly and slimy. <laughs> it just makes you uncomfortable. You're just like, oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. But it makes the payoff really mm-hmm. great. And I do love that they're trying to get there shit together for the Borg. They're not doing a very good job, but they're trying. <laughs> yeah. It's uh feels a little bit like uh Space Force, which, you know, just the other night for its first real military endeavor, launched an ICBM from California over to the Marshall Islands. Yay, Space yeah. Force, testing nuclear capable Yay. missiles. <laughs> Woo. So good. So that's The end times are upon us. (laughs) Hashtag sixth branch problems. Um, (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) sixth branch problems. Oh, God, that's so good. no man should go before. Um, Ugh. Yeah. Horrifying. 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 So, should probably do Do that goddamn thing you do so well. That goddamn thing that thing you do (laughs) so on stardate 42923.4 the enterprise is ordered by starfleet command to take part in simulated combat exercises to prepare for the borg threat a renowned zach doran strategist named sima kolrami played by roy brocksmith is sent to serve as an observer and mediator in the exercises Commander Riker challenges Kolrami to a game of strategema, <laughs> knowing that he has no chance to win, just for the honor of playing the Grandmaster. Hashtag future time sucks suck. <laughs> Stupid fucking game. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I just did my strategema impression, but it's not a visual medium. It's, it involves a lot of finger wiggling and angry faces. Yeah. Not unlike when we make love. (laughs) 
So many angry faces. Uh, the forced combat exercises, red role plays, pit the Enterprise against an 80-year-old retired Federation ship. <laughs> You're right. No, that was good. <laughs> the USS Hathaway, a Constellation-class ship, which is in orbit around a nearby planet. Picard is to command the Enterprise, of course, while Riker is to choose the crew for the main to man the Hathaway slash person the Hathaway. Riker recruits LaForge, Worf, and for some fucking reason, Wesley for his senior staff. And the team begins their efforts to restore the old ship to working order. The Hathaway is easily outclassed by the Enterprise and has no antimatter, making warp speed impossible. But somehow all of the other systems are functional, even though it's its main power source. It's fine. Don't ask questions. (laughs) Wesley, however, returns to the Enterprise under false pretenses and surreptitiously brings his school experiment containing a small amount of antimatter to the Hathaway, which would allow them a very short warp burst, though they are uncertain it will work. Dr. Pulaski, meanwhile, pushes Data to challenge the arrogant Kolrami in a game of strategy, assuming that Kolrami will be no match for Data's android reflexes and computational ability. When the two later play, however, Data is also soundly beaten, causing him to become convinced he is malfunctioning and remove himself from duty. Wop, 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 wop. Pulaski and Troy are unable to persuade Data that he is not malfunctioning, but Picard reminds him of his duty and advises him it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness, that is life, which is good. That's a good piece of advice. Data's confidence is restored, and he returns to the bridge. As the battle begins, Worf accesses the Enterprise's sensors and generates a fake image of a Romulan warship attacking. And while the Enterprise is distracted, the Hathaway scores the first hit. Kolrami, who is initially dismissive of everything, is impressed. The Enterprise regroups and prepares for an attack on the Hathaway when sensors report another intruding ship, a Ferengi Marauder. Picard realizes too late that this ship is not a sensor trick and that the Ferengi attack leaving the Enterprise phasers locked in simulation mode and unable to return fire. Son of a bitch. The Ferengi commander, Daimon Bracter, played by our wonderful Armin Shimmerman, who, Armin Shimmerman, Gesundheit. who will come back, thank you, who will come back in the very near future as a wonderful and most beloved character on Deep Space Nine, is unaware of the war games and suspicious of the behavior of the two Federation ships, concluding the Hathaway must be valuable, and demands Picard surrender it to him. Picard and Riker devise a risky plan where the Enterprise... The the Enterprise... The Enterprise (laughs) pyres photon torpedoes at the Hathaway, with the Hathaway using a short warp burst to jump to safety the instant before the torpedoes detonate. The Ferengi, believing their prize has been destroyed, turn their attention to the Enterprise, but Worf tricks their sensors into detecting another Federation ship approaching, and the Federation... The Ferengi! Flee! (laughs) So many fucking F-words! With the war games over, Data challenges Kolrami to a strategima match again! A rematch! A fucking rematch. Ugh. This time, Data is able to hold Kulrami in check. Kulrami grows more and more frustrated as the match progresses, ultimately throwing down his controls in disgust and storming off like a big fat man baby. Data explains that he altered his strategy, giving the opportunities for advancement in order to maintain a stalemate, which he believed he could have maintained indefinitely. He initially regards the result as a draw, but after prodding from Pulaski, admits his success. And so... Ends peak performance. 
Oh. Hallo Menschen musst du machen. Hayden, du gegassen, passen, pissen, pippi, rachen. Sure. Yeah. Oh, Cameron, oh, Cameron, on, Cameron, 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 Cameron. Daniel, 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 Daniel. Do those nacelles go all the way up? <laughs> <sighs> Mine as do. soon as I saw that on screen, I was like, oh, Cameron's going to be horny for that ship. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do you love a good constellation mm -hmm. class? Four nacelles? <gasps> oh, my. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me about Sweet horsepower, but ask me about nacelles. <laughs> Sweet, sweet warp speed mercy. Lord. Oh, God. Uh, Cameron. Yes, Dan. What did you love about this episode? Not a goddamn thing. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm in a dark place. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I actually love a lot about this episode. I love that Pulaski is once again being like, Data, do your shit. You're amazing. I love that uh, we get to see a Constellation-class ship. I love that Riker is able to pull a fast one and that Wesley is actually incredibly helpful in several aspects, capacities, and occasions. I love we get to see Armin Shimmerman and I get to see that we get to see a war game. It's it's always fun. It's it's just a throwback to the original series slash the military, and I love it. I think it's so much fun. Um, <laughs> we get to see a Romulan ship and a Ferengi ship in the same episode, which is like you know. so many ships. I know. And yeah, I, I just I think it's a fairly solidly constructed episode, and I had fun. Is it a masterpiece? No, but did I have a good time? Absolutely. Like uh, you know, like a Chuck Schultz comic strip. Masterpiece? No. Was it fun? Absolutely. Does everyone think of it fondly? Yeah. Yeah. There you do. go. There you go. How about you, Dan? What did you love about it? Anything? I loved seeing Riker take command and their cunning and tactics as they played out, how he, he assembled his team, which I really wish they could have played a little music going, da -da 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 -da, da -da 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 -da, as Riker assembles <laughs> his squad. Riker's a good analog for, uh, for Hannibal from the A-Team. That would work well. Worf is then yeah. um, Mr. T, whose character I don't remember. The name of i just think of him as mr t um and then i this is the part where i realize i don't remember the names of any of the characters on the a-team but <laughs> i remember hannibal that's all um i enjoy a that they have a well-structured b-plot in the whole stratagema really ebb and flow of the thing and the Pulaski of it all that comes through from that when she says he needs an attitude adjustment. I was like, oh, Pulaski, <laughs> you scamp. <laughs> God, we love She's you. She's the best. You so I don't much. want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Don't. 
<laughs> don't say that. Um, the the stratagema stuff was so stupid looking, but it was but it was a fun subplot uh, just to give Data a little existential crisis, which made him so human. Yeah, wiggle them fingers. Yeah, now just the pinky, just the pinky. There you go. Um, I thought. I thought that <laughs> Riker did an excellent job of using everything he had, um, even though Wesley was their secret weapon, which, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, come on. Nah. Um, but the hathaway was fun and the, its interior where did the interior set come from was that from the movies yeah okay i think it was um shit give me a second it looks like <sighs> i thought it looked like like star trek 3 or 4 but i wasn't sure yeah i was going to say it looks like the enterprise a bridge but oh just slightly judged up a no. little something well good thing this isn't a star trek podcast otherwise we'd have to know stuff like that cameron <laughs> um i i like that Kolrami doesn't like Riker and thinks he's too too jovial um and i appreciated that they actually took Riker seriously as a threat and like analyzed his tactics and how he he usually goes about things what did they say he he only uses traditional tactics like 21 percent of the time or something um, which, you know, if anybody's going to know that, it's going to be Deanna. She's <laughs> like, my man, only about 20% of the time is he doing something basic and uh, expected. The rest of the time, it's rather <clears throat> limber. <laughs> Unex- unexpected. <laughs> he is ever so flexible in, in combat. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's true. And everyone's like, oh, "I'll say hot." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Everyone else knows too. He's not shy about his penis. I mean, his his ability. Which is why it makes sense that in this episode, the day was saved by a teenager experimenting. Um. <laughs> uh, ooh, ooh, Wesley. <laughs> so so much. So unbelievably sexual. So much sixteen minutes innuendo. In. Um, but anytime Riker's on screen, there's innuendo. It's just the mm-hmm. man and out innuendo. The man oozes sexual charisma, among other things. Um, I, I thought that both Deanna and Pulaski attempting to console Data was was really nice and uh, a good scene. I enjoy seeing the good Doctor overcome her prejudice and grow to not only like Data but be his champion and his cheerleader and i like seeing deanna counsel somewhat <laughs> the more that she she's actually really good at it when they let her the do more it. that she actually counsels the more i'm like you know what i don't think we're gonna cut your budget anymore i think you've earned your place here um you still need to you yeah. know take some some wealthy clients and make them pay an exorbitant amount so you can do the sliding scale for everyone else but your counseling office can stay open um mm-hmm. It's an ill-conceived therapy yes. joke. Uh, but overall, it was more good than bad, I'd say. It's not yeah. it's not a it's not a bad episode. But it wasn't all 
Wesley Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, Wesley Ex Machina. <laughs> Sorry, I had a stroke after I said all. I just <laughs> got all droopy. I can say that. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, okay. All right. All where'd right. The, where'd it come from, Cameron? So it's actually the Enterprise D's Battle Bridge, which is a redress of the Enterprise A from... It just includes other things, but it's the Enterprise A, and then which is the Battle Bridge which they then redressed again to be the Stargazer. Gotcha. So it's the this is the third time we've so seen I was this correct. set. <laughs> we yes. haven't gone back to the Battle Bridge since the pilot, have we? Nope. Are we going to go back to the Battle Bridge? Yes, Good. I like that set. I mean, it was supposed to be, <laughs> The separation was supposed to be a, a regular feature, but it's really fucking expensive, so they only do it once in a while. Why why usually once a season. Why do they get so worked up about it? Answer me that, Cameron. I'm sure it's expensive. What? I'm sure it takes a while. It blows through some budget. But I just wish that they would get over this separation anxiety. <laughs> well, I mean, truth be told, they, the Enterprise D's models were incredibly cumbersome to shoot with. Really? They were, yeah, they were very heavy. And I mean, the Enterprise D is still my favorite ship. She's she's gorgeous. She's beautifully. Be- she's beautiful inside and out, mauve carpet and all. <laughs> ah, <shit>. ah, God. <laughs> so fucking ah, funny. Um, the, <laughs> uh, the SS skinned knee over there. Ah, the USS Rugburn. Um. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> But the model itself was incredibly cumbersome. So, like, usually when it separated, I think they own. I think they recycled the shot until season four. Hmm. Because, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not an easy model to work with. It was very heavy. It was very top heavy, and it was, you know, just rather silly. Models are never easy to work with. So much attitude. Um, some are some are but most aren't I'm generalizing a whole group god damn it yeah that's gotten us really far ahead that'll get us to this utopian pipe dream um, it sure it will mm-hmm. um, but yeah what did you what did you hate about this episode Dan I really really did not care for the um character of Kolrami. I just I Yeah, he was I get worst. what they're going for, but it's like You're supposed to hate him, right? So we're just gonna make him obnoxious. And I get it. Every show needs that. On this show, I'm that guy. But I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just uh, don't appreciate the cartoonish level to which he's just an obnoxious know-it-all nitwit who comes into their house and tells them how to run their fight and in the end is proven wrong and he learns something. Like, I want the crew to be humbled and learn something. I don't want the crew to show to show this straw man one-off character that he was wrong to underestimate them like i just that's tired to me 
I much prefer Data's story just because he he learned a valuable lesson. Everyone else was just like, and now we're going to be clever. And look, we're clever again. Ha ha. Clever wins the day. Ha ha ha. If clever won the Ha-ha. day, I'd be running this fucking town. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, um, <laughs> but it does, it does not. not. Um, Doesn't even get you followers on Instagram. Oh, um, Cameron, it's okay. <laughs> Just it's follow fine. certain hashtags fine. and only post when Picard is airing. I don't know. <laughs> and use the Picard hashtag. Um, hashtag Pickard. I, yeah, I mean, it did make the moments, the three moments that he was proven wrong. And when Picard told him to shut his, shut his, you know, his droopy face hole it made that moment extra sweet but i agree with you it is a tired trope and i why are all of why is it so anti-intellectualist they like you know make it very clever but then also make all the experts assholes yeah which is a phenomenon that happens you know um it's true especially in the 80s well and people in specialized fields who hang out with other people in specialized fields who are all highly intelligent can have disdain for the general public, but it's not like this is the unwashed masses. The unwashed masses. This is an elite exploratory science vessel. You're not dealing with morons here. Granted, he's a tactician yeah, no. and they're explorers, but the complete lack of any mutual respect and the the arrogance and just the absurdity of their contact. I was like, how is this, how is being this difficult and combative helpful? You are there because the Borg is a threat that's coming. And obviously whatever reports or, you know, captain's logs that Picard has sent to Starfleet command, they must be aware of the threat too, because they let this thing happen they're like okay go play war games i guess so the threat is acknowledged we're all on the same team here let's not be an asshole you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of corporate politics it reminded me of somebody who just has they've been called in they're the specialist they're the expert and they're just going to be a dick for no reason when you're on the same side there's no reason for that and again just like we run into with the gender tropes and things there's a lot of social construct and interaction that I just don't think the writer's room was either quite there for or looking forward in that way. Like they were looking forward in the technological way and in some societal ways, but in our like social interaction and how things would progress if there was no money, if it was all just, you know, glory and cure scratching your intellectual curiosities itch just it it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel right or real in a world where there's no money and no scarcity that people would just be dicks for no reason about something that doesn't matter to prepare for something that does you know what i mean it's just incongruous with the world that exists it did feel very i mean it felt you're absolutely right. It felt like a corporate structure. I mean, I have dealt with this asshole as a corporate manager before, like almost to a T, including the makeup. Huh. Yeah, everyone's everyone's had to deal with a talking scrotal sack, but um, and usually they're fun. Uh-huh. 
Uh, puppetry of the penis. A talking. Sc- <laughs> a talking scrote. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he was my big complaint, and so was uh, Wesley trying to Kobayashi Maru this shit. Well, I mean, he did, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. But she still can't make me like him. I mean, it's only going to get worse. Oh, God. His hair in season three, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I don't know who he pissed off. <laughs> but you'll see. Oh, God. <laughs> Are the sweaters coming back? That's really all I'm here for is just the sweater coming back. Oh, man. No. Because the gray jumpsuit is, well, his clear homage to the Traveler. But um, I miss the sweaters, man. It's like the best thing about him. <laughs> then the fact that he doesn't know Picard's really his dad. Yeah. There's a little bit too much moose knuckle for my taste, but. <laughs> <laughs> really, Cameron? Too much for your taste? I doubt that. That threshold is pretty damn high. <laughs> I mean. You've, you should see these pants I'm wearing. They're so tight, you can see everything. I can see your pulse. <laughs> I'm switching to jeggings <sighs> because fuck gender norms. <laughs> oh, Cameron. Yes, Dan. <laughs> what did you detest about this episode? Gender norms. I'm, I mean, always, but I, ugh, I hated his makeup. Yeah. And, I mean, it was very effective to make us hate him, but, like, just, you gotta, you gotta try a little harder than doing some cheek sag wrinkles. And I hated, I absolutely hated Stratagema. It's a great idea, but, like, What is it? Come on. How does it, it's, uh, it looks like the most annoying game of pac-man ever played i know it looked super futuristic in 89 i get it but uh just fucking 30 years later it's not up to snuff and yeah the the frown you're doing works really well for that wiggle them fingers wiggle (laughs) them fingers like i want to know how to play 3d chess i have no interest on how to play strategema yeah me either also call it something cooler like i don't know fucking Romulan roulette or something, you know, that stratagema. Stratagema (laughs) sounds like the the shitty knockoff version of Stratego that your uncle got for you at the dollar store because he forgot to get you a Christmas present. And it's like, this is just like Stratego, that game. But it's, you know, all the directions are in Cantonese and it's missing six pieces. (laughs) How about we call it Beat the Experts Grow? There you go. Beat that scrotum. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Sir, we just call that a vasectomy. <laughs> oh, punching bag. Rip. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> but for as, as terrible as he was, he may have said one or two decent lines that are relatively funny. He absolutely did. And Picard got to smoke him a couple times, which I mm-hmm. adored. Smoked you like a fine ham. <laughs> like an aged Gouda. 
I was gonna say howda. <laughs> you want some of that smoke? <laughs> then blow it out your mm -hmm. ass. <clears throat> ah, Picard. Um, <laughs> it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness. That is life. It's good shit. Mm -hmm. It'd be a great tattoo if it wasn't so long. Oh, get shorter. <laughs> right better. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was great. I, it would be a great t-shirt. No. The best Star, Star Trek tattoo thus far is change is the essential process of all life. Or an edic. Or an edic. Or um, he has and always will be my friend. Or just a little Enterprise going pew. Oh, I'd love a tiny little Enterprise. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> I was playing for a standoff, a draw, while Korami was dedicated to winning. I was able to pass up obvious avenues of advancement, then settle for a balance. Theoretically, I should be able to challenge him indefinitely. Then you have beaten... Sorry. <clears throat> then you have beaten him. <laughs> there she is. It is a matter of perspective, Doctor. In the strictest sense, I did not win. Data. Data? <laughs> Data. <laughs> I... <laughs> there we go. I busted him up. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Do you care to surrender now, Captain? It's two days before the, they, they start their thing. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. You're outmanned. You're outgunned. You're outquipped. What else have you got? Guile. We are outgunned, outmanned, <laughs> outnumbered, outplanned. <laughs> what? Uh. If there is nothing to lose, no sacrifice, then there is nothing to gain. For over nine millennia, potential foes have regarded the Zakdorns as having the greatest innately strategic minds in the galaxy. So no one is willing to test that perception in combat? Exactly. Then the reputation means nothing. A fucking men, Worf. Word. Word. I'm less than one hour away from a battle simulation, and I have to handhold an android. The burdens of command. I really wish y'all could see what happens when Dan goes from Picard to Pulaski. It's remarkable. It's a full body transformation. My posture, my hand gestures. <laughs> Just lots of lots of drunken head nodding. nodding and holding my imaginary martini. <laughs> I'm I'm going out for drinks with, with friends tomorrow night, and I think I may just order a Pulaski. Oh, please do. I will and I'll send you a pic. Um Thanks. You're welcome. And we'll put it on Instagram. Put on the Insta. <laughs> yeah. How long are you going to sit sulking like Achilles in his tent? Yeah, I read. <laughs> <laughs> I can make literary references. <laughs> yeah, she can. <clears throat> I have wagered heavily in the ship's pool that you will take him past the sixth plateau. And if I don't? I will be <laughs> irritated. It was a good Worf. It was a good Worf. I love me some Worf. I love your Worf, too. <laughs> Thanks, pal. If the warp engines fail to function, the result could be unfortunate. Very unfortunate. We will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be Geordi or Riker? 
Oh God. I think my record's better. Right. But I don't know. I'll, I'm sure. Right, it's fine. Them. It's fine. So you're gonna beat him, huh? No. Well, then it's gonna be a close one. No. But you've got a chance. Nah. Are you even gonna bother to show up? Sure. Kolrami is the best ever at Stratagema. Just to get to play with him is a privilege. Play him. <laughs> play nah, him. you we know what Riker meant. <laughs> so aside from your being privileged, is there anything else I can look forward to? Nope. This is gonna be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> good shit mm-hmm. good shit in the in the dialogue in this episode that's why i like it mm-hmm. so much it turns out what's the zach dornian word for mismatch challenge <laughs> that's, that's everything i was hoping for thank you sorry i, I should have gotten a little more palpatine with it but <laughs> challenge challenge <laughs> do it nobody said life was safe that's true that's a good there's your tattoo Nobody said life was safe. Yeah. I'll get it on my dick. (laughs) Play against a machine. Hmm. Why should I wish to? I don't blame you. (laughs) I don't blame you. It's no fun going into a game when you know you're going to lose. But I wouldn't lose. Now, you've no doubt. Now, you're no doubt going to tell me that I have to prove it to you. Come on, Data. You can't let that pass. Indeed, I cannot. (laughs) How can you lose? You're supposed to be infallible. Obviously, I am not. Well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I bet 28 blowjobs on this game. I'm going to (laughs) be... I'm going to need jaw surgery, Data. (laughs) Oh, no, no. They're not. I'm still getting them. <laughs> they were playing for the privilege. You can suck my dick. <laughs> oh, God. Dr. Pulaski turns to her crew and says, and you can all just suck my dick. <laughs> Go on. All 28 of you. <laughs> Get on your knees, boys. Well. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> Do you want to be Riker or Wesley? I'll be right. Wesley. What is that? My experiment from the Enterprise? Wes. It deals with high-energy plasma reactions with antimatter. You went back to the Enterprise for that? Wes, you cheated. No, sir. You told me to improvise. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Yes, sir. You going to punish me? <laughs> Whoa! I think I'm going to have to put in the Slash Factor sound effect for this episode. Even though it wasn't slashy, you're just just making this one pretty sexual there, Cameroon. It's not just me, It takes two to tango. I know, I know. It does, it does. And three to dance with the devil. Darling, are you all right? I need you. Badly. Where are we? Oh, God. In the present context... What did she mean by bust him up? In her own way, Dr. Pulaski was instructing you to take the shortest route to victory. As opposed to what? The weaker his position, the more aggressive will be his posture. And he won't give up. Then, despite whatever options he is given, he must be... The man that he is, exactly. Hmm. 
Is that a failing in humans? You'll have to decide that for yourself. <laughs> Just remember, Enterprise, Captain Riker's never lost. Ooh. <laughs> <clears throat> He's quite good. <laughs> He's the best. Around. <laughs> We're all here, waiting for you to pull another rabbit out of your hat. Not now, Riker. <laughs> the Rob, the Ferengi just showed up. God damn it! Keep it in your pants. Put it away. Keep it in your pants, number one. But Captain, <laughs> our shields will not withstand another assault, sir. Then there are no options. Retreat or die. Ah, uh, so <laughs> the Palpatine is really fun, actually. Do it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Unlimited power! Ah, <laughs> uh, love it. Okay, Korami has just criticized Riker's joviality and his lack of seriousness for a commanding officer. And <clears throat> Picard will not let that stand, so he says, Don't confuse style with intent. Only a fool would question Commander Riker's decision... Only a fool... <laughs> Uh, 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 <laughs> hot. Only a fool would God question damn. Commander Riker's dedication to Starfleet and the men and women under his command. He's simply the finest officer with whom I have ever served. We shall see if your faith is well founded. The test is whether the crew will allow... Fuck. The test is whether the crew will follow where Commander Riker leads. His, his joviality is the means by which he creates that loyalty. And I will match his command style with your statistics anytime. Yes. The simulation begins in one hour. You'll have warp drive, Captain. Though it may not be what you expected. That's getting better and better. It really is. I think that deserves some kind of explanation. We'll have warp one for about... Just under two seconds. That's not long enough for an escape. But use this as a surprise. It may give us a strategic advantage. Sir, all of this is theoretical. And if your theory fails to pay off? Have you ever driven a Gretherman water hopper? A Grentheman... A Grentheman? Grentheman. Have you ever driven a Grentheman water hopper? Sure. Ever popped the clutch? You're saying we're going to stall the half And the Enterprise... Sorry. And the Enterprise will waltz right over and pulverize us. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> An opponent of limited dimensions can often be quite diverting. Do it. <laughs> You sound a little like Austin. Yeah, well. When he's doing when he's doing his Robert Iger. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> if the warp drive <laughs> fails to activate, the results could be Oh, we already did that one. That was already done. That's fine. Um We did. Alright, we're good. No more quotes. Uh Cameron, how many constellation class starships would you give this episode, Cameron? 
Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I decided to give you something nice for once instead of like, um, I don't know. I was going to go cheek flaps, but. <laughs> what are some of the, we've, we've, we've done some gross ones before, so I thought I'd give you. We have. <laughs> we have. I'm going to give it three and a half Constellation class starships. That'd be so, 10 nacelles. 14 nacelles. Does it have six or four? 14. Oh, four. wait. Three times four is 12, plus two is 14. Uh-huh. I got 14. there. Math. <laughs> I never thought I'd be the good one at math in this. Yeah, group. who knew? God damn it. Uh, I'll give it I'll give it three. Just a straight twelve nacelles. That sounds great. Yeah. Two nacelles six packs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will be back with the <laughs> the next episode. Oh, we're finishing out season two, guys. We're we are. We're gonna come in hot with the final episode from season two, Shades of Gray. <laughs> oh boy, it's it's something. Well, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it, and that just leaves one last thing for us to do, and that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week but to make it so. Keep on trekking. No more quotes. We're We're done. done. We did it. We fucking did it. Dad. Uh (laughs) Oh. Oh. Oh, shit. I forgot to uh, say that David L. Lander, a.k.a. Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley, was one of the other Ferengi. What? Yeah. (laughs) Just for fun, you know. Well, there you go. Laverne and Shirley were, like, for sure (coughs) lesbians, right? No. Oh, man. But but Lenny and Squiggy were. Oh, yeah? Nice. I mean, not lesbians, but they were definitely... Ha- going to get happily married in their oh. future. It's a beautiful story. <clears throat> it's a beautiful day. Just ask Bono. No. Yes, ask Bono. No. Yeah, ask him. Don't let it get away. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. Okay. Um. <laughs> There's a beautiful day. That's long enough for an escape, but used as a surprise. It may give us a strategic advantage. I think you mean that's not long enough for an escape. Oh, that's not long enough for an escape. But used as a surprise, yeah. it'll give us Just a strategic take it advantage. Again. Don't yell at me. God. <laughs> <laughs> Just Riker suddenly became uh, fucking what's his face? <laughs> Paul Lind. <laughs> that's not long enough for an escape. <laughs> now he sounds like Roger from American Dad. <laughs> Because that's Paul Lind. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> A Secret Weapon Production.